Do you ever feel like you're not connecting with the people around you anymore because you feel like you're the only one that's growing and improving and cares about healing yourself? Well, in this episode, I share with you two reasons why this might be happening to you, plus what to do about it right after this intro. Hi, I'm Gloria Zhang, and after 10 years of struggling in toxic relationships, I attracted the love of my life by healing my inner child. This podcast is your weekly dose of my expertise as a therapist and dating relationship coach for high achievers. Learn tips to overcome low self-worth, emotional baggage, and childhood trauma so that you too can step into your power and attract the love you desire. Welcome to the Inner Child Podcast. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the Inner Child Podcast, whether this is your first time or you're new. My name is Gloria, and I help high achievers break the cycle of toxic relationships and find true love by healing their inner child. Now, this is a topic I am also familiar with, and believe it or not, as I was going through my healing process, I had to outgrow so many people in my life whether it was romantic relationships, workplaces, friends, family. And it's the very interesting thing is inside of our program, when we work with clients, one of the commonalities that so many clients share is that although they're working through all this relationship baggage, a lot of my clients are also going through career transitions as a result of the program because they're realizing that the same patterns that show up in your love life are also showing up in your work relationships, in your friendships, in your relationship with your landlord. Because how you do one thing is how you do everything. And in this episode, I'm going to help you figure out whether it's a you problem or if it's really about the people around you. First of all, I want to say that we have a job opportunity to work with me. Yes, we are expanding the team. And at this present time, I'm looking to hire a part-time salesperson for our business who can later grow on into a full-time role in the future. This is an awesome opportunity. You can grow your salary up to $10,000 a month. We're paying a base pay with commission, flexible hours that you can work from home. You get access to all my programs. And it only requires about 10 to 15 hours per week to start. I am looking for people who have at least some experience with high ticket sales. So please, if you're interested in applying for this amazing opportunity, email me with the subject line called sales to hello at bygloriazang.com or check the show link notes for the email address. And if you know someone who would be a great fit, please send them my way and I will pay you a $500 referral fee if I do end up hiring them. Now, we are looking for someone that is coachable and very passionate about doing this work and helping other people heal their childhood wounds and who wants to grow inside the business. All right, let's jump back into the topic for today. And I'm going to summarize everything for you in two sentences and then go into detail to explain what it means. If you are just starting to outgrow your peers and outgrow your relationships, it means that you are growing and it's a very good thing. However, there's a caveat here. If you feel like you perpetually are always outgrowing people, if you constantly feel like you're doing better than others, it means you've got an ego problem and that you are settling and controlling wow, what does this mean? What does this mean that I'm being controlling and settling? Gloria, please tell me, (laughs) tell me what to do. 
Okay, first of all, let me preface this by saying, you know, my whole philosophy around this inner child work is that gentle is very powerful. And then whenever I'm calling you out on your behaviors, it's never in a mean way or harsh way or trying to make you feel bad. When I do point these things out to you, it's because I have been there too. I've totally been in your shoes and I'm giving a mirror to you and showing you things that perhaps you haven't seen before so that you can do something about it. All right. It's never to criticize you or anything, but it's so that you know. All right. Let's talk about the first one, right? What it means to really outgrow your peers. So when I was in my twenties, I ended up getting adopted into this big group of friends that were so much fun to be around. We would go on cottage trips together. We would spend all of our holidays and parties together. And, you know, it was very important time for me because prior to this group, I had a lot of issues being in group settings, right? And I'll do a whole other episode on this later on. But I always felt very uncomfortable in group settings. I never felt like I was part of the group. I always felt really different, very weird from other people. And I felt like I just couldn't connect with them. And so it was really out of my comfort zone to allow myself to be part of this big group dynamic. However, It was during this time that I was personally going through some spiritual awakening stuff and really developing myself as a person. And so across the span of the year, I found that I was starting to have less and less in common with these people. And it was very heartbreaking for me, right? Because I told you about how meaningful it was for me just to be in a group setting. Now, One of the times that really stands out to me was when I was planning this get together with friends and we were all sitting together around the couch and, you know, having a couple of drinks. And I started telling them about these books I was reading about self-improvement and healing your inner child and all of these things that I found so interesting. And I was so knees deep in. And instead of a positive response, all I got was silence. A couple of people who, you know, kind of nodded. And then they just changed the subject and we started talking about the New Year's party that was coming up. (laughs) I'm sort of laughing about it now because it feels like a really long time ago. But that really hurt, right? It hurt because it took something out of me to open up to these friends about something that was meaningful to me, right? Not just about who was drinking too much or what we're doing at the next get-together And that was sort of one of the first times that happened. And I noticed that each consecutive hangout after that, I felt more and more censored. Like there were things I wanted to express, like I got a new job, right? Or this thing happened, or I had this big breakthrough in my healing journey. And I felt like I couldn't share these things with the people that I was spending the most time with. And that's because our values were changing. More so my values were changing. And you might relate to this, but I was starting to feel like these people didn't want to grow with me, right? I was moving to this other place and they wanted to stay exactly where they were. So you're hearing my story right now. And I want to ask you, first of all, what would I have done in this situation, right? What should you do in this situation? So here I want you to pay attention because this is where my answer differs from other coaches and perhaps other therapists. So the immediate answer that perhaps some of you have come up with was, well, we got to cut these people off, (laughs) right? Or I've heard other coaches say that sometimes you just outgrow people and 
Of course, there are times that that is true, but the reality is it's not as simple as that. All right. So we're kind of holding two pieces here in inner child healing. I really want to caution you to the nuances when we're dealing with this inner work, because we are simultaneously healing our relationship with ourself and also healing our relationships with other people, right? It can't be one or the other. So what's the right answer here? Well, there are two right answers. Now, in my case, back in my 20s, that was my only group of friends, right? I told you the whole story. And so because that was my only source of connection, I felt completely isolated. I felt like I didn't have anybody I could connect with other than my therapist at the time. And so because that was my only source of friendship, I did have to at least temporarily disengage from those people, right? So that I could find new people to spend my time with. All right. So that's one example. However, at my current present time, I have lots of different friends, right? I have different groups of friends that I share different types of interests with, right? There's no such thing as one person that can fulfill all of your values and your hobbies. And because I have diversified my social network, I am able to have some friends group that are just service layer, right? And I have, in fact, reconnected with some folks who were in that past group before, and we connect with other things, right? They're my fun friends. And then I have my other group of friends that are sort of my self-development friends. And then I have my business friends, right? My other boss babes and entrepreneurial friends, et cetera, and et cetera. So I hope you can start to see the nuance in this type of thinking, that you are allowed to have your needs met, but that they don't all have to come from the same friend or the same person. Law of correspondence, this is an energetic principle, right? And this is the same thing when I say that people are mirrors and that that is an integral, integral part of doing your inner child healing. When you start to feel this friction in these friendships, instead of immediately first pointing at them and saying they're the problem, right? That's sort of the default human response is we tend to blame other people for our emotions. But law of correspondence really is that people are mirrors, that our external experiences, our external relationships and situations in some way, shape or form reflect an internal disposition about ourselves, right? It reflects something about ourselves. And so in this case, you know, back to my friends group, when I was feeling all of this disconnect being in that friends group, it wasn't that it was their fault, right? You see that these were not bad people at all but that they were just on a different journey from me. And I was feeling misaligned because I wasn't getting my needs met in that particular friends group. I was getting my fun needs met and I was getting my connection needs met. I also had another need of intellectual and spiritual values that I was also looking for. And yes, I said this in a previous episode, but energetics and spirituality is a big part of inner child healing. And it's not all woo-woo, right? These principles are also found in psychology, right? That we project things onto people. So I hope some of you might see yourself in this example, right? That when you're starting to outgrow your peers, it just means that you are growing and that it's not necessarily that people around you are bad, but it's that you are growing and you have different needs. So another caveat here, 
sometimes it is the people around you as well. Now, this can happen when you are realizing how toxic or abusive your family of origin really was. This can be when you're realizing how toxic and abusive your relationships were or your workplace or some friendships. And that is part of the healing as well. It is taking control of your environment, the influences around you, and deciding for yourself what it is that you need. Just like how I felt that way about that friends group, right? I felt like it wasn't good for me to be 100% in that environment all the time. And so I had to leave and go do something else for my own sake. And of course, now in my journey, I wouldn't have to take such extremes because I have built up the resources to be able to cope with that in a different way. But if you're just starting out, you may just have to end those relationships, at least for now, until you get some clarity, until you figure out how you want to get your needs met. So if this is hitting some light bulb moments for you, please, I would love to know. Take a screenshot of this episode and write your biggest takeaway on Instagram. You can tag me in your stories or on a post. I will do better at resharing them. I've been slacking a bit lately, but please, I would love to hear from you. So now let's talk about reason number two, and that is if you constantly feel like you're outgrowing your peers, where it's to the point that you're trying to make them do better. You always feel like you're at a higher level than them. You feel like they're just not getting you. You feel like you're the only one. You're the black sheep, etc., etc. And I will try to be gentle when saying this, but this really is a bit of an ego problem too. And you can even use law of correspondence using that mirror analogy in this situation as well. Because if you are constantly in a position where you are the odd one out, It means that unconsciously, psychologically, you are also choosing to remain in that situation because something about that dynamic is still doing something for you, okay? And I'm going to give you an example to show what I mean. And I'm going to use an example from a wonderful, wonderful client inside our Soulmate program, which for those of you that don't know, is our program where we help high achievers break these toxic patterns of relationships and Like many of our clients, this client is very successful in her career, right? She's very driven. She's in a fast-paced career, makes a lot of money, has no issue being strict and has boundaries professionally. But in her personal relationships, she becomes the caregiver and sort of is attracted towards people who need her, People who she becomes entangled in this codependent relationship with where she's going in to rescue them, to help make them feel better. And they've got all these mental health issues and they're relying on her to sort of save them. And this has been a cycle for years and years and years, right? Every partner, even business partners that would come in would replicate the similar dynamic, this rescuer, helpless victim cycle. Now, of course, within our soulmate processes, I teach people a step-by-step methodology on how to figure out the clear origin of these patterns and also how to break them. And I'm so proud of this particular client because she was willing to call herself out and realize that part of the reason why she stayed in these relationships was she told herself she was doing it to help the other person. 
right? Because that's how, you know, that's how we talk to ourselves. We convince ourselves that they need us so badly that we cannot leave. We have to do everything in our power to rescue them. When really it was about her guilt of leaving somebody behind. It was really about her guilt. Think about that huge mindset shift for a minute. She was able to own it, right? And take responsibility for her own ego deceiving her into thinking it was about the other person. But it was really about her and her inability to sit with and manage the feelings of guilt. And also the identity she had created. And because of the way that her parents guilted her into becoming a caretaker, she learned that in order to have a relationship, she needed to be needed by other people. And that's where she derived so much of her sense of validation and worth from playing this role in these relationships. Now, let's switch to a romantic dating example. And this is what I call the Peter Pan syndrome. And I've dated these types before, where I would be attracted to partners that have this complex of not wanting to grow up. And so I would go into those relationships and I would sort of be the mommy, right? I would wash all their dishes for them, cook all their meals for them, you know, help them find a job and derive all of my sense of self-worth from feeling like they can't leave me because they need me, right? Again, the problem is me. That was all me. I had a control issue in these relationships. And so do you probably, if you are constantly around people that need your help, that need your growing up. And you really want to trace back to where this controlling element comes from, right? Where this identity is really based on. Can you catch that part of your brain that is actually judging these other people and saying that they're less than you or they're not as elevated or spiritual or enlightened or as healed as you are? It's very easy to get into that ego comparison because it's still doing something for you, right? It's meeting some kind of need. And I would say that it's making you feel important. My stomach just rumbled and I'm not sure if the microphone picked that up. <laughs> now, usually what's underlying this controlling ego thing that's going on is there's a part of your brain that is saying to you, I'm not good enough to be around people that are actually on my level, right? Do you feel that? Where you are judging other people and you're choosing to stick with them because you feel safe and secure knowing that they're quote unquote, not on the same level as you. They're lower than you, not as healed. They have problems and therefore you can feel superior or you can feel important in those relationships. But then when you look at other people who actually do share your values, who do share your passions, you feel like an imposter. You don't feel like you're good enough to be with those people, right? You see what I'm saying here? And this is not to categorize people at all. This is all about alignment, right? Because at the end of the day, we all have value. We all have something to offer to the world. And so it's not about good enough. We're not good enough at all, right? That is an ego trap that your mind sucks you into. And so when you're choosing to entwine yourself with people who are not aligned with you, 
First of all, you're doing yourself a disservice because you're not able to express your true values, your true passions, and your true desires. And you're also preventing that person from meeting someone that is aligned with them, right? You know, this is not a blame game at all. There's nothing wrong with them or you, but that you're holding on to each other because you're afraid, ultimately. You know, I was talking to my sister the other day. And she told me that she finally met up with this one friend from university that she hadn't seen in like three years because of COVID. You know, she was heading on over to the Starbucks and really excited to catch up with this friend. And lo and behold, you know, she shared some good news with her friend and said, hey, I got this new job. And instead of celebrating with my sister, this friend just launched into this monologue about how now he was like a crypto bro. And if you don't invest, you're going to be broke. <laughs> and, you know, you have to get into the metaverse now. You have to get into crypto and sales and property. And that's the only way. And just talked her head off. And my sister was in shock, really. Right. Like this friend just seems so different from the person she knew three years ago. And they were completely misaligned. Right. Like not at all. Like speaking a different language. And I think she was just sort of stunned because she was just so shocked at this person talking at her. And she was just thinking to herself, like, who is this? They couldn't even communicate. And so, you know, she felt a bit bad about it. But then afterwards, when she looked back, she realized that the two of them had just gone completely separate ways. My sister, you know, goes going into law. This person completely pivoted and has been going into crypto and investing and all of that stuff and was almost talking down at my sister, right? And you can kind of tell in that sort of interaction that he was projecting his own worldview onto my sister by saying that she was not as good as him and not as enlightened as him because she wasn't part of this, you know, amazing world of investing, etc. And I'm sure that in his mind, he thought he was doing her a favor, right? He wanted to help her, you know, make it big and become rich and all of that. But he was stuck in his own ego mind. You see what I'm talking about here? He wasn't really connecting with her. And we kind of do the same thing with other people when we feel they're not on the same path as us, or they're not as healed as us, right? Or that they don't want to do the same thing as us. You know, let them be on their way. Everyone is here on earth for a different purpose, right? And we don't all have to like the exact same thing to still get along. But that doesn't mean that you have to stay best friends with them, all right? You don't have to judge them, but you don't have to be their best friend either. You know, I will end this episode by saying one thing. And I checked the stats for this podcast recently, and we're almost hitting 200,000 downloads. And I think we have like 10,000 subscribers on Spotify and like almost double that on Apple. And so I'm very blessed to have this wonderful community group of listeners who are all interested in healing their inner child. And I will say that we are different from other people. Right? It might sound a bit frustrating and discouraging. And I totally get this that a lot of people on this earth, they don't care about this stuff as much as we do. Right. You know, especially for those of you who are sort of podcast junkies and love reading self help books, you know, are constantly in therapy, constantly in coaching. 
Last year, I think I spent almost like fifteen, twenty thousand dollars on coaching for myself, right, and hiring mentors and you know self improvement therapists. You know, we love this stuff because we see the value in it. And a lot of people, I would say, probably most people, aren't as into this stuff as much as we are. That's okay, right? You know that you have a community here. You know, you have me here and this podcast, and. Maybe that's enough, right? Maybe we don't need the entire world to be into this stuff, because it's not about changing other people, right? I'm coming back to this whole law of correspondence thing. It's all about you, and if you're the only person that you know right now who's into this stuff, that is totally okay, because you are going to be breaking cycles, you are going to be making ripples, and you are not doing this alone because you are part of this gang right here. <laughs> All right, so I am proud of you, even if no one around you is able to say that to you. And I want to cheer you on in your journey. So thank you so much for listening. Now, if you want to feel even more connected and meet like-minded folks, I'm creating a brand new free Facebook community for our podcast listeners. So I don't know the title of it yet, but please, please click on the link in the show notes below to request access into that group. I'm just training some mods right now, and we're going to offer some free trainings, discussions, and lives inside that group. So please, please join if you love this podcast and you want to get connected even more and access more trainings, more resources for high achievers, relationships, dating, etc. So I will see you in there inside that Facebook group, and mwah, sending lots of love over here in our brand new house. And I'll see you in the next episode. Bye bye. <music> If you love this episode, please hit subscribe and give us a five-star review. It really helps me a lot, so thank you. To join the community and get your daily dose of inner child tips, follow me on Instagram and social media at byGloriaZang or visit byGloriaZang.com. If you're a high achiever or entrepreneur who wants to work with me, message me the words high achiever and I'll get in touch. Thanks, bestie. See you in the next one. Thanks for tuning in, Bestie. I've got something for you. If you think this show deserves a five-star review, we'll send you my free Inner Child Starter Kit as a thank you for your support, which contains exclusive wallpapers and resources for you to download. To get your kit, just upload a screenshot of your review on Apple or Spotify to my webpage, bygloriazang.com/reviews. The link is also in the show notes. There, you can also check out my healing sessions and programs at bygloriazang.com. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast, and I will meet you in the next episode. Mwah.